Welcome back to the Morning Grind. This is Dean once again with you. It's not Stevie. Stevie, of course, is busy uh, with his NASCAR content. If you guys want his NASCAR content, you know where to get it here at rotogrinders.com. That said, this episode today, we're going to focus on the upcoming golf tournament going down on Thursday morning. Uh, of course, we give you guys plenty of time to listen to us on the Wednesday, Wednesday, presumably, Wednesday night, maybe really, really early Thursday. Uh, that said, we're going to bring in one of our uh, PGA savants here at rotorgrunners.com. It's Derek Farnsworth. You guys know, you guys know him better. It's notorious. No, no, you just got done uh, with the premium show, so you're going to be repeating yourself. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. <laughs> yeah, just uh, regurgitating a lot of information, but uh, I got to give you props. I mean, you're doing interviews uh, about sports you don't know. You're doing interviews with just all these different people around the industry. Uh, I think they're awesome, so uh, good job. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I've had a good time. I uh, had Nicole on earlier this week, and that was a lot of fun. And Nicole, you know, known for basically for behind the scenes stuff. And uh, that was a good conversation as well. And no, no, get excited. Fire up your, uh, you know, make sure to put this in the DVR. We got uh, Cheese. Dave Potts is coming that tomorrow. Yes, love Dave. Uh, the best. And uh, yeah, he's been crushing the KBO stuff. Yeah, we were talking pre-show. Let's take it behind the window for a second. We're talking pre-show as the nicest people in DFS. And I think we both agreed. Cheese was on the board. You were nominated. Somebody nominated you as well. So, uh, yeah, Chief, I think, was also a nominee as well. But the all RG guys somehow it's sort of <laughs> happened to work out that way. It's the coincidence. It was rigged, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, it'll be good times. Uh, oh, million-dollar contest uh, this week, of course, in golf. But let's talk about uh, just briefly. It might hurt. It's going to sting a little bit for me, you know, because I'm not a, I don't play golf DFS. I don't give golf DFS advice. But uh, I played the most golf DFS ever for myself personally last week. And it was not a good week for your boy. But I plan on bouncing back. Small sample size, right? Trust the process. Uh, yeah. What happened last week? It was a disaster, was it not? At least for me. Yeah, you must have read my content uh, if you had a bad <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, uh, the drought continues for, for myself. Uh, yeah, the first three weeks have been rough. Luckily, uh, our producer, Devin, talked me into playing some tears. Uh, so I cashed in that. And uh, my cash game lineup had three of six through the cut. I ended up cashing in some double ups. So it wasn't a complete uh, bust, but uh, definitely looking forward to brighter days. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of big names missed the cut. A lot of chalk missed the cut. I think the 66 percentage was less than 2%. So if you had a 66 lineup uh, or even like a four or five or six with DJ, uh, you were looking pretty good. Um, yeah, just one of those weeks where <laughs> a lot of things went wrong and that's going to happen in uh, PGA. I had a couple four of sixes cash and I had a couple uh, showdowns do like decent. Uh, and I know we, you know, we should talk about the premium content that we have. Of course, you have your article uh, that is, I think it's out right now. Yes, it is out. The core plays, STL cards, this is breakdown. Uh, the premium video you guys just recorded is up already. The expert survey is something I think is really, really good to kind of get a great overview as far as this slate. Uh, is there anything I'm missing? Oh, the showdown. That's what I was getting at, Dodo. And I'm not sure if you do this. Yeah, you do one of the rounds. I know. Uh, are you doing all the rounds? It says your name here. I, I imagine it's not always you or it is. So, uh- yeah, I do rounds two through four, uh, the projections and an article. And then Tambo does a video uh, for round four, I believe. Also, I have my model video that's out already. Uh, Ray Kachik does a value breakdown that uh, he, he has out. We obviously have the projections lineup HQ with all the tags, uh, which make it really easy to build lineups. Um, and we have a new guy up uh, doing some tags as well this week. Yeah, you mentioned Tambo. We should give Narrative Street, right? He had a kid and then he banked the GPP. I, I think it was a bank, was it not? Yeah, uh, baby swag in full effect. Uh, for, <laughs> it's been a story for golf forever. Um, it rarely works out, but it did for Tambo. So congrats to him. And I did see him in some uh, tears contests, uh, binking a couple of those too. So uh, he didn't even post about those. Maybe those weren't enough uh, enough winnings to post the screenshots. 
He's making lineups in the delivery room for all we know, but uh, we'll go through it later on the show. We'll go through the tiers. We'll, well, for the most part, we can't give every single one because of technicalities, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, we'll, we'll fill out at least a five of six or something like that. We'll have at it be a good time. Uh, what, what are we looking at as far as this course, the overview, the golfers? We were talking from a Vegas perspective about uh, DeChambeau. Is that, did I pronounce that correctly? DeChambeau? Is that right? Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau. You can just call him Buff Bryson if you want. Um, <laughs> just massive. Uh, they put out his uh, diet today on Twitter. Uh, that was pretty good. You have to go look at that. Uh, massive breakfast, six protein shakes a day, steak and potatoes for dinner, midday snack, uh, and then a big lunch as well. So he's getting 3,500 calories a day. Yeah, I actually, in my notes, prep for this show, that, that's what I'm prepping. <laughs> that's actually on there. Four, you want four eggs specifically, five, uh, you know, five strips of bacon, toast as well. Uh, all those shakes there to, you know, Hey, yeah. that, that's all it takes, I suppose, to get that buff body. And I imagine he's working out a good bit too. Yeah. But, and it doesn't uh, seem like a low carb diet. So maybe that's why he's got a little bit of a belly on him. Yeah. But, uh, it's working. It's working. So yeah, as far as this course, what are we looking at? So this week's a little bit different. A lot of the big names played the last three weeks, so they kind of need a week off. So a much weaker field than we've seen uh, the last few. That's kind of why Bryson is six to one. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, massive uh, favorite. Typically, we see you know the favorite at ten or twelve to one, depending on the field. Uh, but Bryson, everybody's on him, playing well. Uh, as far as the course, last year was the first time on the or that it was played uh, at the Detroit Golf Club. It is a par seventy-two, four par fives, uh, almost seventy-four hundred yards. And last year, it played more like a much shorter course. You know, all the strokes were gained through approach and on uh, the greens. Uh, last or the, sorry, the top twenty finishers. All gain strokes putting, which you typically never see at a PGA Tour event. So I think a lot of people are going to target these guys that uh, you know aren't necessarily long off the tee and that they're really good with their irons, really good with their putter. But personally, we're only dealing with one year of data. I think that's going to drive the narrative. And a lot of golfers are hitting drivers here. Um, the average driving distance was 13 yards longer than we see at a typical PGA Tour event. And this is a better field than we had last year. So I do think uh, driving is going to be important. You're going to be seeing more drivers. So for me, I'm going to be placing a bigger weight on off the tee than I typically would. Uh, so that's going to help those guys like Bryson and Hovland and, you know, some of the other bombers out there. Um, you're going to have to score low. Uh, the winning score last year was 25 under. I don't think it'll wow. get that low again. Uh, this year, this sounds like they're going to grow out the rough uh, and there hasn't been nearly as much rain in the area. So it should be a little bit drier than that was last year. The greens will be a little firmer. Maybe that makes scrambling a little bit more important as well. Uh, but you're going to have to go low. Uh, the cut was minus five last year. So, you know, your golfers two or three under par. That's uh, typically really good, but not here. So uh, target the birdie makers and uh, kind of hope for the best. Yeah, so for Buff Bryson, he's got, what, 700K more than anybody else as far as the salaries on DK. And our ownership projection is not going to give them all away, obviously. And, of course, they're they're fluid. They're in flux. This is Tuesday night. It's not Thursday morning, but – as far as ownership projection, despite the fact he's seven hours more than everybody else, he's still, what, 7%, 6 and James percent uh, higher projected amongst everybody else. So I look, as I would assume, that means he's a strong cash game play. Uh, what, what do you do with him in tournaments? My general rule of thumb when it comes to golf is uh, if you like the golfer, uh, don't let ownership talk you out of him. Um, you can still play him and just look to differentiate your lineups elsewhere. That's kind of the approach that I'm taking with Bryson this week. I'll actually take the over on what we have Matt right now. Um, I think he's going to be over 30% in the millionaire maker just because he's the best golfer in the field. He's got the best form. He's got the best floor ceiling combo. Great fit for the course. Uh, he's a good putter as well. So even if you want to play the putting narrative, you certainly uh, shouldn't look away from Bryson. 
so for me, I'm going 100%. Uh, I do this about three times a year. Um, I have to feel really good about a golfer to do so, but um, I'm locking them in. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the, some of the names, by the way, and some of the guys look like they got a price bump from last week, or also some of the guys look like a little bit higher than, like, all of a sudden, like you said, a lot of names are missing. I, I can't yeah. necessarily pinpoint the guys that are missing, but I can tell it looks like a much weaker field for sure. You mentioned the Millionaire, millionaire Maker. Uh, do you know if you're planning on attacking it this week? You're still kind of sort of deciding, of course. Uh, massive up top, 2.5K as far as the total prize pool. One million up top. We always talk about that as far as uh, lineup construction too. Like you want to be ambitious sometimes in making those, and then maybe you fade uh, Buff Bryson for those reasons. And just as long as he doesn't go nuts, maybe you're fine. Uh, what are we doing as far as the Millionaire Maker? Where is that still kind of up in the air? Oh, man, my Millionaire Maker entries have gone down each week uh, since the start. <laughs> uh, I think I had 100 and then 60 and then 20 last week. Uh, I think I'm just going to max the drive the green instead. Um, it's 50K to first. So it's only $5 entry. Um, I just think I have a better shot of winning that than the Millionaire Maker. But um, if I do that, I know, you know the lineup that wins uh, will probably win the Millionaire Maker. So that's just kind of karma. I, if I don't enter it, that that's what will happen. But um, that's my plan right now. We'll see how it goes. Um, if it overlays, then maybe I'll change my mind. I'm seeing amongst all the, all the other expensive guys, and we have, uh, you know, Buff Bryson at what, a heavy ownership percentage. You're suggesting around 30% where he lands more or less. Does that mean, obviously, we have no one of a salary cap. Does that mean all these other guys around him, Reed, you know, Hovland? I feel like Hovland got a big price jump. Am I wrong on that? He looks like much more expensive at 10K than he was in previous weeks. Simpson, are these guys, are these guys all going to be somewhat kind of sort of uh, under-owned? I wouldn't say under-owned. It kind of looks like everyone's going to be in the teens, um, with the exception of Hovland. He'll be pretty popular. Um, but, yeah, you're right about the price bumps. Uh, there are a lot of names that are um, typically in, like, the 7Ks, even the 6Ks, like Rory Sabatini is at 8,800 this week. Doc Redman, who uh, is going to be a very popular name uh, throughout the industry, he's up to 8,500. I think he was in the 6Ks each of the last three weeks. So yeah, He was my salary saver last week, I believe, <laughs> one of them. Yeah, some massive price bumps. That's due to the field. Um, and then the guys that have been playing well have obviously gotten the price bump as well. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those fields where uh, it doesn't feel great paying a premium, but uh, it's kind of warranted just given the fact that it's a much easier competition. Who's your second favorite? If it's not if it's not Bryson, if you want to pivot up top there, uh, is it Simpson? Is it Hatton? Is it Reed? Hovland, you mentioned, despite the price bump. Who really jumps out for you? So I think I'll have room for one more 10K guy uh, in my player pool. Uh, just because I am going to be locking Bryson. And if I you know, play more than two of them, then I'm going to have to live in the 6K range, which is pretty ugly uh, pretty much every week for PGA. But uh, I think I'll go with Patrick Reed. He's a guy that can get red hot with the putter. Uh, seventh in this field in strokes game putting on POA and Bentgrass. Uh, the grass or the greens this week are a mix of those two grass types. He's also number one in the field in birdie or better percentage over the last 50 rounds. He had a fifth place finish here last year. Pretty good finish last week too after a pretty slow start. So Reed's going to be my guy. No issue with Simpson. Um, he's a Donald Ross specialist, and uh, he did design this course. Hatton coming off of uh, you know a third-place finish and a win his previous time is fine. Decky obviously can bounce back after uh, missing the cut his first time out. Hovland, great ball striker. But I can't play them all, so uh, for me it's probably going to be Reed. Your favorite cheapy salary savers for cash to kind of make everything work? Oh, man. Uh, cash and salary saver don't really go well together uh, this week. It's a, <laughs> there's a lot of ugly names down here. Um, so I'll give you – I'm seeing Harold Barner popping in our uh, – is he as a potential salary saver? And you, you, I guess you're not really thrilled about that name. 
No, no, I like Varner quite a bit. He is 7,600. Um, so I guess if you play Bryson, I think your average salary is 77 or 7,800 left. So you could easily go down to um, Harold Varner. Really good ball striker, and he's actually a much better putter on Benton Poa than he is on Bermuda. So I do like that. Um, as we talked about last week, he wears Jordans on the course, which is always a plus. Um, so I like him at 7,600. <laughs> if you do need to go down into the low sevens, uh, Mark Hubbard's been making a lot of cuts, three straight. He's a guy that uh, just pretty good stats all around. Nothing that really pops off the page, but doesn't make a lot of bogeys. Um, yeah, three for three since the restart. Kyle Stanley uh, has been playing well. T21 here last year. T24 last week, the ball striking looked pretty good. Uh, and then Matthew Wall's probably a big name in the 6Ks. Uh, you know, a couple, well, like a year ago, he was on the same level as Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland. And, you know, Hovland's 10K. Morikawa's been in the high nines. Um, so we're just kind of betting on talent down there. I saw cards uh, talking about Wolf basically being a great boom-bust option, probably not for cash, but interesting for tournaments. Why is that? Yeah, because he misses a lot of cuts. Um, he has one on tour already, um, and his form's been pretty terrible. Um, but he missed a cut on the number his last time out. And he did play this event last year. He missed a cut as well. But at least he's seen the course. Uh, a lot of these golfers are playing it for the first time. So very boomer bust, but he's long off the tee. He can get hot with his irons. So, yeah, I agree with cards. Probably not a cash game option. Manu was one of those guys who burned me last week. Can we trust him this week? Ooh, he burned me too. My two core plays for the week, Gary Woodland, Tony Finau, uh, they were terrible. Um, for whatever reason, my guys could not take advantage of the easy holes, um, 13 and 15, uh, easy par five and drivable par four, and they found the water a lot. Um, so that hurt. But, yeah, uh, get him off of Bermuda. He's always good. Good ball striker. 9,300, he's actually cheaper than you would normally expect him to be in this type of field. So uh, I like him to bounce back this week. Should say uh, English has uh, Harry English has Corona, so he's not going to be playing. Is there anybody else? Is there anything else we should be aware of? It's uh, I mean, obviously you can't predict it's going to happen, but obviously uh, be wary of these things as Thursday creeps up on us. Is that the only guy that that's been uh, withdrawn, or is there somebody else I'm missing? So Chad Campbell withdrew. He was the first alternate, so he wasn't actually in the field yet. Um, but as of Tuesday night, uh, those are the only two names. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm just kind of running through some names. Jason Day, I saw there's a lot of people talking about Jason Day on Twitter uh, uh, last week as far as his, I think he was, was he good and he was bad and he was kind of up and down. Uh, he's what, 8.6K? He's a, he's a name that I know. No, no, he's a name I know and I feel like he should be more expensive. Maybe he's just not as good as he used to be. What's the story of this guy? Yeah, he's definitely not as good as he used to be. Um, I don't know if he ever got to number one in the world, but he got really close. Uh, won a major. He won uh, a bunch of events in a two-year stretch. Um, anyway, he's been... If you don't know Jason Day, he's been uh, dealing with injuries pretty much his whole career. Uh, doesn't matter what the illness is, he loves uh, to play up the injury. And it's typically always before the day uh, of the tournament starts. Uh, he'll have a knee injury or um, he's lightheaded, whatever it may be. But anyway, so last week he asked for a corona test uh, after he already had the test earlier that week. He asked for another one. Uh, and everyone had their money on Jason Day being the first one to get it uh, just because that would make so much sense. So. I don't really know where uh, his game's at, where his head's at. It just doesn't seem like he wants to be out there right now. Fair enough. So um, that sounds like a fade to me. That's what I'm hearing at least. Yeah, at that price point, I mean, he just hasn't shown anything. He does putt well on Donald Ross courses, but that's just not enough for me to play him. I'm looking at our consensus value rankings. Why is Brian Harmon popping? So he's cheap. He's a cut maker. Uh, Missed a cut on the number last week. Ended up missing an 18-inch putt. Um, that ended up costing him the cut um, at a course that he really loves. 
So I think he's going to bounce back nicely. Uh, yeah, just a guy that gains strokes in all facets of his game, can get hot with the putter. I think he's one of the safer options, and there's just not a lot of those this week. He's the same price as Snedeker. Also, there, there's some people showing interest on him. Do you have a preference of those two? Or both those guys are going to work into your, uh, your lineups or what? Yeah, I think I'll end up playing both of them. Same price, uh, both pretty good options. Snedeker is kind of the opposite of the golfer I would typically look to target. Uh, he's pretty bad with his uh, driver, pretty bad with his irons, but he's one of the better putters on POA, and uh, he's great on Donald Ross courses. He's won three times on them in his career. T5 here last year, he said he played the event just because it was a Donald Ross design. So uh, the fact that he likes the course, he played well here last year, coming off of a made cut last week, I think he's one of the better value plays. Yeah, I was going to ask if this is a Stars and Scrubs week or a balanced lineup week, but you already said you're going 100% on the most expensive guy. So I guess kind of, sort of by default, uh, sort of Stars and Scrubsy. Yeah, I uh, don't really have much of a choice there. I'm probably going to end up dipping into the 6Ks uh, in my main lineup, which I rarely ever do. Uh, and then for for MME, I think I'll end up playing 10 to 15 of them, which is really scary because, I mean, typically they don't have a ton of upside, but we've seen long shots uh, win this event before last year. Nate Lashley won it. And I think there's going to be some you know random names pop up on the leaderboard come Sunday. Who are you holding your nose and looking at in the 6Ks? So a lot of names. We mentioned Wolf. I think he's interesting. Um, Harry Higgs is a good bounce back candidate. Missed a cut last week, but typically makes a lot of cuts and he outscores his finishing position because he makes so many birdies. Uh, Lanto Griffin played pretty well last week. T24. He's a guy that should play well in a field uh, that's pretty easy. Uh, Cameron Tringali, 6,600. T5 here last year. Did miss a cut last week, but it was his first event back. So he was just kind of shaking off some rust. Then the guy I think I'm going to end up fading, Wesley Bryan. I think he's going to be double-digit ownership, probably the only guy in the 6K range uh, to get double-digit ownership. He's He might be the worst driver of the ball on tour. Um, he's been great with his irons the last two weeks, so I get the play. But if he's going to be popular, uh, cheap chalk is what I always try to avoid uh, in PGA DFS. Talk to me about EVN. I'm sorry, uh, EVR. There you go. Eric Van Ruyen. Typically plays on the European tour. Um, he usually only plays over here for majors and WGC events. So typically only plays against the stronger fields uh, in America. Anyway, he's a really good ball striker. Seventh in this field and strokes gained off the tee. Seventh in birdie or better percentage. Uh, coming off of a T21 finish his last time out. Just seems like a guy that could um, easily be there on Sunday. And at AK, uh, I don't mind taking some shots on him in tournaments. Is there somebody that's like that's going to be fairly popular that you feel good about not having? Like you're just going to say, I don't want that guy this week. I don't see what I don't see what other people are seeing. Uh, Lucas Glover, probably. We have him at uh, 18% ownership or so. It's not that I don't like him. He's been playing really well. Three straight top 25s. Uh, good approach game as well. But anytime he gets popular, for whatever reason, he misses the cut. Uh, never fails. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if he's if he's tracking our ownership projections here at Roto Grinders and put, we put too much pressure on him or what. Um, but, yeah, uh, for whatever reason, he just never fails when he's jockey. So I'll probably be off of him. And I was originally on Doc Redman, and then I was off of him. But every podcast I've listened to has said he's going to be too popular. You can't play him at this price point. So I think he's going to end up being a lot lower owned than uh, everyone else thinks he's going to be. Yeah, I mean, how does that work? Like, we're in our bubble, and it's sort of hard to gauge, and like, it's hard to get a perspective from outside of our bubble. And it is a millionaire maker week, which I, I guess means like more casuals play, or is that or is that a yeah. wrong thought? Is that a correct thought or a wrong thought? What's your 
I feel like more casuals will play in them later in the week, but I don't yeah, know. I think so. Um, yeah. So it's like, if everybody's saying, well, he's good and everybody's going to play him. So let's not play him. Well, then if you're the one person who says, well, I guess I will play him. If, if you guys all say you're not, I'm going to, Yeah. maybe that's subdues his ownership to some degree. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this typically happens with one golfer every week where it looks like he's going to be super popular. Everyone says, here's the pivots for him. And then he ends up being a lot lower owned than we thought. Uh, Sergio Garcia was kind of that guy last week. I think we actually talked about fading him uh, because he was going to be popular on this podcast. So uh, I've listened to six or seven already. Every single one has said to fade Redmond because he's going to be so highly owned. So maybe it's, uh, maybe it's going to end up being lower than 15. Who's winning this bad boy? I guess you think it's Buff, Buff Bryson? I mean, I think it is, but I don't think there's value at that number. Six to one. Um, I don't think that's his true odds to actually win this tournament. I'd maybe give it 10 to one, uh, 10% chance to win. Uh, there's just so many things that can go wrong in golf. Um, but the for him to get a top 10, I think it's got to be pretty high. So love him in DFS. I don't love the number uh, to bet him outright. Uh, just pulling it up on the fly here. DK Sportsbook. Uh, Bryson. Mine is 335 to finish top 20. I don't see top 10, but that doesn't seem terribly appealing. Yeah, like it's plus 650 to win the tournament. Then you got Simpson 11-1, Hatton at 14-1. to any, any value there? Or we got to kind of work our way up uh, the board. So I posted my uh, betting card in my core plays article on Monday. I think some of these numbers have changed. Um, but you I like the Harmon. needle. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, I like Harmon at 66 to 1. Uh, I booked that. Uh, Rory Sabatini, we talked about him at 55 to 1, being a uh, Donald Ross specialist. Um, since I'm not play, betting Bryson and I'm not uh, playing these two, I will bet Hideki and Hovland. I don't mind balancing my exposures um, when it comes to betting in DFS if I'm going to fade a guy. And uh, don't mind betting him because if he wins, then uh, I'll be covered a little bit there. Doc Redman at 55 to 1. And then uh, I like Harold Barner, uh, top 70, or sorry, 70 to 1 with the top five at 12 to 1. Yeah, obviously shop around, but Redmond, uh, as of right now, and DK is now down to 40 to 1. So you move yeah. the needle. It's got to be you. I assume it's nobody else. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, nobody else has mentioned him. <laughs> Don't tell anybody but Doc Redmond. Uh, all right, let, let's play some tiers. We got Hatton, Simpson, DeChambeau, and Reed in the first tier. I'm guessing we're going DeChambeau. Or... I, mean, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's that. We'll, yeah. we'll be different elsewhere. Uh, you know, let, let somebody else That's be goofy. That's the plan, yeah. Uh, Scheffler, Fanu, Hovland, or Watson? And if you have any thoughts on these guys, feel free to share if you haven't touched on it yet. So I would expect Hovland to be 50% owned maybe, um, even in tournaments, even large field tournaments, because he's clearly the best play of this bunch. Bubba missed the cut here last year, pretty much uh, misses a lot of cuts. Scheffler hasn't been in great form. And then Finau missed the cut last week. So I think everyone's going to go to Hovland. So this could be a good range to kind of, you know, get – different if you are playing Bryson in tier one. So I'll go Fino. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, M. Uh, Poston. Is that Poston? And Redmond uh, as well as Fowler. Yeah. Uh, Poston. Nah. Seems, <laughs> this seems like a bad range for him. Uh, I think M. Matsuyama are much better golfers uh, than Poston and Redmond and even Fowler. Fowler's just been struggling so bad. He switches putting style to kind of match speed where he switches the, the hands. I don't know why he's one of the better putters to begin with. So he's just kind of working on his game right now. So for me, it's going to be Hideki or Sanjay. I'll let you break the tie there. Is Sanjay still the beloved by the DFS world despite, I guess he didn't do anything for us last week either. Forever. He'll be loved. doesn't matter <laughs> what he does. All right. I'm going with Sanjay. 
Uh, we got tier number four, Hadwin, Nas, Nedeker, Sabatini, and uh, the aforementioned Jason Day. A couple new names there. Any thoughts? So Kevin Nas is going to be pretty popular. He's a guy that runs really hot with his irons, really hot with his putter. He could easily come out and win this thing. Um, i probably going to be underweight just because he feels too expensive for me. Um, Hadwin's a guy I like. It seems like a really good course fit. Hits a lot of fairways, pretty good with his irons, makes a lot of birdies. Uh, and then we talked about Snedeker being a good option, Sabatini being a good option. Uh, yeah, I'll probably go with Sabatini, but I think Kevin Nile will probably garner the most ownership in that tier. Hadwin and Sabatini, as of right now, in the DK Sportsbook, both 55 to 1. Uh, nah, 35 to 1 for what it's worth. Yeah. And uh, who did I miss? Snedeker somewhere in the middle, 45 to 1. So at least according to DK, uh, who's going to win most likely is not amongst that bunch for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh man, I can't pronounce that dude's name. Alex Noren. There's a dude named uh, South African. Bezun- you got to try it. Bezudenhut. Yeah, Bezudenhut? pretty good. Bezudenhut. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's great. <laughs> uh, EVR Glover and uh, Bello uh, Cabrera Cabrera Bello. Is that the guy who was smoking the cigar on the course like years ago? It's all I remember about some dude that maybe it's somebody uh, else. Miguel Angel Jimenez. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. that guy was great. Have you seen him do his stretches? That's better than the cigar. <laughs> I know nothing about <laughs> golf. My apologies for those listening for golf takes. Listen to he, no, no, not me. He bends over, holds his knees, and then like twirls his knees around. It's the yep. best, uh, best stretch I've ever seen <laughs> while it's he's up. smoking a cigar with no hands. We got to get that gift. Uh, yeah. So uh, amongst this bunch, you've talked about like an EVR, uh, some other new names here. Is EVR the pick or we're going to go off the board? Uh, for tournaments, I'd go EVR for, if you, I don't even know if there's cash games for tiers. I imagine there is, um, then I'd go clever. Yeah. Uh, you can play head to heads. I'm sure I would imagine. So but that's not, that's not fun. Doubling yeah. your money. That's not yeah. sexy at all. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't give me a pick amongst this bunch, but I'll, I'll just throw out some names and if anybody kind of pops anybody that's noteworthy, you have a little note on them. Uh, feel free to share it. So we got Harmon, uh, McNeely, Todd, uh, Kitayama, Barter the third, Steward, Grace, and I guess that's Keegan Bradley. Yeah, a lot of good options here. We talked about Harmon, Varner. Uh, McNeely is a guy that uh, gains a lot of strokes putting. Pretty good uh, young player all around. Doesn't really have a weakness in his game. Uh, I think he's a pretty strong option even in uh, you know the full tournament contest at 7,600. Brendan Todd was a leader after three rounds last week. Just fell apart. Uh, I don't know if you were watching on Sunday. Uh, made a seven uh, after being right next to the green in two. Uh, so that was kind of tough to watch. And then Kediyama ended up Monday qualifying into this tournament. He's won three times over on the European tour. Really talented. Uh, he's 50 to one. Uh, so I think he's going to be a really interesting option. He was actually laid out to the field. Uh, I think he's 8,100 too uh, for the other contest. So if you want to look at him for tournaments, I don't mind that. Let's get you out of here, Noto. You've done back-to-back podcasts. Much appreciate your time. Your wife probably currently is tweet- uh, tweeting about tortillas. There you go. All right. Some low, low carb, <laughs> low carb ones. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> He's very specific. <laughs> They're not bad. I actually have those too. So I'm on board. I'll give it a like, uh, but uh, yeah. So g- give me your final thoughts. Uh, anything else you want to say as far as this tournament, which we uh, be on the lookout for in the next day, all the way up the lock. What do you have for us? Yeah. All my content's already out. Um, I think most of the content's already out. Uh, so that'll be fun. The lineup HQ show with Tambo will be out tomorrow. That's always a good one. Um, even if you don't want to pay attention to his player pool, they just talk about different strategies for building MME uh, type of builds. Um, and everyone has their different process, you know, STL Cardinals likes to build with like 20 to 25 golfers. I like to get like 40 in there. 
Uh, Tambo is different too. So uh, it's fun to see them play around with the different settings in lineup HQ, build some groups, narrow down their player pool. Um, that's great evergreen content as well. Um, if you want to check that out and yeah, just best of luck this week, hoping to get off the schneid a little bit myself. Yeah. And there's also plenty of uh, showdown content uh, you're talking about as well. You do some content and there's a, at least for round four, if nothing else, I believe there's a video content for that as well too. I'm not sure if it's round by round, but I'm fairly certain for the Sunday, I guess I, I assume it'll be available Sunday night, Saturday night. Is that correct? Yeah, so uh, Saturday night, Campbell will have that uh, video out, and then I'll have uh, my article and projections out um, uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night for the next round. Um, so, yeah, if your lineups uh, take a turn for the worst, there's always showdown, which is nice. They, it starts at zero all over again. It's like it never <laughs> happened. It's a redo. Uh, much appreciate your time, Dodo. Get some rest. Uh, good luck this week. Good luck to everybody listening. I'll be dabbling as well. Let's get off the schneid. That's Notorious. I was Dean. This was the morning grind. We're out of here. Holler.